Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. It's week 18, and I am Britt. I'm Craig. This week, we talk about the playoffs. We pick the teams we like to win. Hey, there's still DFS to be played. No more season-long fantasy football. And we argue about the future of the Bengals. But first... Dun-dun. Craig, what are you drinking? I, because it's still... In my brain, it's still holiday season. Of course. And uh, it may... Keyword is may here because we live in New England. Right. It may snow tonight. So I am going with the holiday ale. By Two Roads. roads. Hashtag sponsor us. I also have a Two Roads holiday ale, but I'm also sipping on a Miles to Go at the moment. So um, That's moving up on my list. Miles to Go is really good. I mean, I found out something interesting. We were at, um, first off, a thank you to everybody who showed up for Bro Year's Eve at the brewery on the 31st. Over 40 people came out. To support us, not 40 podcast listeners, but 40 people. Hey, it's 40 people. It's 40 people, and some of them listen to us, including Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Sorry about the shirt. Yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll, that fixed. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, but anyway, um, I found out that unfiltered mm-hmm. metabolize differently in your stomach the pay, based on the, the combination. Because here's the thing. Okay, so okay. here's what I was told. All right. Okay. They don't filter out the active yeasts in, in an unfiltered. unfiltered beers. Correct. Okay. So when you drink that... The unfiltered yeast is just swimming around in your stomach, okay, and can combine with other foods and alcohols and be- and things. So your stuff. stomach is making more beer. In theory, your your stomach is can actually be converting more alcohol until the yeast fully processes out of your stomach. Okay. So the thought is is that you can't you can get drunk faster by drinking unfiltereds or a stronger outcome. By drinking the unfiltered. Okay. So I have no idea if that's scientifically proven. This is what our buddy Jeff was telling us at the <laughs> brewery. And Jeff, Jeff's a pretty reliable source. If Jeff is saying it, you know, Jeff is one of those guys, if he sits there and says, you know, you know, this is true. I read this. This is a fact. It's believable. If he goes, well, you know, I don't know. That's what I heard. Maybe you back off in a little bit. But he's a, he's a reliable source, and we thank him for showing up as well. Um, I thank Craig for coming out because Craig had to run straight from work. He works all day yeah, and then drives to the brewery and joins us for the last call, which was... I uh, you know, managed to get two beers in in 35 minutes. 35 minutes. So No French fries, though. Sorry, the French fry truck canceled. And some leftover pizza? Yeah. What did you have in leftover pizza? A margarita pizza. Okay, that wasn't mine, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, moving on. Yeah. Burning hot take questions. Okay. So where do we begin? Craig, I'll start this week. <laughs> So Black Monday came and went. Yes, it. We had a retirement. We had multiple firings. So I had a list of the teams with vacancies, and now it's gone. I don't know where I put it. Right. So let's recap really quickly. Cardinals, Arians retires. Yep. Jim Caldwell out in Detroit, which last week I said was a mistake, and I stand by. Yep. So uh, Arizona, Detroit, the New York Giants are still looking for a head coach. Okay. Chicago fires John Fox. Who am I missing? Um, oh, Indianapolis let go of Chuck Pagano. Yep. And the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Um, Del Rio. Del Rio is gone. So that's six openings. You said the Giants, right? Yes, it did. Okay. Of those six openings, yes. I'm going to try to recap them. Ready? Yep. Arizona, Detroit, New York, Indianapolis, the oh, Raiders, mm-hmm. and I forget. That's the LA Raiders. And somebody else we mentioned. Chicago? Did I say Chicago? Chicago? Yeah. Chicago. Yep. Of those six openings, yeah. if you were a guy who had your choice 
which team is best to step into right now? Ooh, out of all of those teams, huh? Yeah, well, any opening in the NFL, if I forgot somebody or I said somebody wrong, any opening you know of in the NFL, if you could step into one and say, all right, I'm the head coach and I'm going to win this year. Let's say you're walking in what, the door with you the presumption you're going to win 9 to 10 games. So I'm going to be over 500. In your first year with the existing pieces and or draft picks you have available. Wow. That's a tough one. The expectation is that you'll be playoff competitive in your first year. Which team are you walking in the door and saying, okay, I can do this? Personally, looking at those five, five teams, right? Six, I think. Six. Out of all of those teams, I would say the Raiders. Okay, why? Um, I think the Raiders have the most consistent offensive tools. Well, their tools are right. They are. Well, out of out of those teams, because like you take the Giants, but no one knows what the hell. they have a new GM now too. New like, GM. Oh, no one knows what's happening. And their entire assistant coaching staff was was set free today or this week to find alternate jobs. They weren't fired, but they were told we are not going to restrict you from interviewing anywhere. You go go ahead. I mean, we cleaned your desk out. That's essentially what we it got is. Fired. It's essentially <laughs> what it is. We may or may not keep any of you depending on who we bring in. You know how this works. Coaches like to bring in their own guys, so you know don't don't hold back. Yeah. Fire up the resume. Yeah. Um, other teams like Indianapolis, who knows if Andrew Luck is ever going to play again? Well, that's the problem with the Giants, too. Is Eli Manning coming yep. back? Is Eli Manning going to be Cardinals any good? don't have a quarterback. I mean, Carson have, Palmer retires. They have Ga- uh, uh, Gabbard, but who knows what's happening there. And the Bears, I don't know. Bears have like five players. When, when your GM comes out to announce that John Fox will not be returning as the head coach and then goes on to list the accomplishments... What he essentially stood up was, I fired John Fox today in an effort to not get fired myself because here's all the great <laughs> things I've done as GM. Mm-hmm. So we've had a very successful campaign. Please don't fire me. I'll take some questions now. Yeah. It's essentially what he did. For me, the role I want to step into is Arizona. And I'll tell you why. Because it's warm. A, it's warm. It is. You're going to be like Herm Edwards. It is like 12 degrees outside right now, and this is the warmest it's been at this temp at this time. Next week, it's week. going to be like 32. So yeah, I know. Next week, good. we have to survive the snow bomb general apocalypse that's coming at us right now, um, which may or may not. I have no you know, idea. global warming is a myth anyway, so it's all right. What's that? Global warming is a myth. Global warming so. is a myth. <laughs> Got to do the voice. Got to do the voice. We are not a political podcast. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Did you see us? Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah. We could turn this into a political podcast easily on the we activities could. of our president in just the last two days. I mean, we could. We won't. We won't. But I'm we just could. saying, man, the we last two days. that way. The last two days have been nuts in the political <laughs> arena. If you're overseas and you don't know what's going on in America, good for you. Um, keep it that way, please. There's nothing going so, on. Uh, yeah, you're, what are you going to do in Arizona? Yeah, Arizona. Okay, yeah. Crazy Craig's keeping me on track. So, um, Okay, so here's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Larry Fitzgerald may retire. I mean, there's a lot of folks who say that he was going to retire if Bruce Arians did, and Carson Palmer's just the first one to step up and say it. You got David Johnson coming back. David That's Johnson's true. not a bad piece to start with. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the other receivers in Arizona, but they're not a terrible crew of people. Their defense isn't super bad. They're no, not they're like middle of the road. Right. So I think if you can draft a quarterback and or a wide receiver in this draft, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. So that those that's where I would go personally. So. All right. So, Craig, you said the Giants. 
Uh, I said Oak. Or, uh, you would want to go to the Raiders. Raiders. I would rather go to because Arizona. the Raiders don't have any sort of running game. Marshawn Lynch is not the answer. No, but he's he's an answer. I couldn't name you the Giants running back. Uh, Wallace. See, Orleans Darkwa. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know. know that the Giants are sold on this this Wallace guy. I just know that they gave him an opportunity, and they're like, okay, he might be the next big thing, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. So, all right. Question the second is yours. Go for it. Okay. So, you've heard of a guy named Floyd Merriweather. Oh, yes, the boxer. The boxer. Yeah, sorry, that took me a minute. The Mr. I'm going to pick who I fight. I'm going to dance around for 12 rounds. Charge you millions of dollars to do it. Yep. And then I'm going to land five more punches than you and win. Pretty much. I mean, he knocked out McGregor, but... I mean, you or I could have knocked out McGregor. Um, so now there are rumors he is going to sign a contract at the UFC. Oh, that would be awesome. Good or bad idea for awesome. him? Awesome. Oh, bad idea for him. Awesome for us. There is nowhere to run. There is no official to hide behind and scream, blow the whistle. <laughs> well, I mean, there's an official, but the official ain't going to help you. The official's just going to get in to make sure fight. you're not dead. That's, yeah. that's his only job. He were, <laughs> When officials started wearing latex gloves as the rule and not as an exception, that's when you knew that the sports were getting too rough. But, uh, no, there's no question. He would get his ass kicked in the UFC. Absolutely get his ass kicked. I mean, it'd be like watching Apollo Creed fight Rocky. (laughs) Because remember, Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies, all he did was move around. I'm going to jab, I'm going to jab, I'm going to jab. Did. You know, he was like Muhammad Ali without talent, in theory, was the, the character. Um no, that I, no, yeah, it's not gonna work. Oh my god, no, I would say no. What do you think? Now, yeah, I don't think he should. He should just stick to running his business out of the back of his strip club. Yeah, where he counts all his money in cash every day. Yeah, just keep you know, just keep cashing checks, an man. Insane, obscene amount of money. Just keep cashing checks. Yeah, you know, I He's mean, what forty? So yeah, something like that. Yeah, just let it. Just enjoy. Funny, funny side story before we get to question three. There's a series on Netflix about toy making. It's called The Toys That Made Us or something like that. I, my boss was telling me about it today. All right. And she was telling me there's an episode on Star Wars action figures. Okay. And how no one would produce Star Wars action figures in 1976 while George Lucas was filming. Right. Like, he was like, this is going to be big. I'm telling you, we're going to make Everyone thought he was insane. Everyone thought he was insane. So finally, Kenner goes, all right, we'll do it. But your cut is five cents off of every dollar with a guaranteed return of ten thousand dollars, and we can cancel the contract at any time by refusing you to pay out, by refusing to pay out. And he went, All right, this stinks, but I'll do it because I need somebody to make my damn toys. Well, as we all know, the Star Wars franchise did very, very well. Yep. So for like twenty years, Kenner would send him a check for five five percent of the um, everything Star Wars toy related that they made, yes. <laughs> And it was like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. It was always over the thing. Well, it starts to decline. And one year it comes in at like $9,500 or some obscure amount just under ten grand. So Kenner sends him a check for $9,500 instead of the $10,000 which was required to maintain the contract in perpetuity. So George Lucas holds a $9,500 check in the air and goes, ha ha, you didn't send me $10,000. Our contract is null, null and void. I'm pleased to announce I'll begin filming The Phantom Menace, episode <laughs> one, next year. And supposedly the whole timing of it, 
was based on he wanted out of this deal with Kenner. And as soon as he started to see the check drop, he'd get 15,000, he was getting 14, and he was getting 13. Yeah. And he was like, I hope to God Kenner forgets that there's a minimum $10,000 I can did. automatically buy out. And they did. The moment they dropped under 10 grand, he was like, I'm out. And he went, oh, by the way, I'm going to put out a whole new series, episodes one through three. Does anybody want the toy rights? And people lined up to make him offers for the toy rights based on. But for 20 years, Kenner just cashed in on the Star Wars universe. And See that? And if they had kept sending checks, we might have never had right. episode one. Would we be happier that way? Would we be happier? Uh, that well, episode? parts of the story, I'd be happier. Yeah, I think so. That's that's me. But I think so. All it's right, like the guy who bought three pizzas or two pizzas with Bitcoin in two thousand eight. Really? Seven. Yeah. He bought with one Bitcoin. He bought two pizzas. No, 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 no. He bought. Did um, you go buy a pizzeria with a Bitcoin? Uh, it was today. a Papa John's pizza. Okay. Uh, let me get the number. Hold on. I mean, Bitcoin just, um, I, I think it's going to do for a market correction, but that's me personally. So he had um, 10,000 Bitcoins. Okay. Which he probably bought back then at probably about five, $600 a piece. Uh, no, this is back when they were like eight, you know, it was like eight cents. Eight cents. Okay. Bitcoin. So he paid less than a dollar per. So he had $10,000 worth of Bitcoins, which he paid probably about $7,000 for. Maybe even less, four Probably or five thousand. Okay. <clears throat> um, today's market of Bitcoin that would be um, one hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy on um, Sirius XM Radio who constantly watches Bitcoin, and he was like a buddy yeah, of mine. Yeah, my nephew started doing that. Yeah, a buddy of mine. He was like a buddy of mine told me I should buy into Bitcoin. And I'm like, dude, should have like five years ago. Well, th- this was like this was like a year and a half, two years ago before the latest surge, and he was like, dude, it's like. $2,000 for one of these Bitcoins. He was like, dude, it's going to go up to over ten grand before the end of 2017. I guarantee it. And he was like, I'll tell you what. If you're wrong, you owe me two grand for the Bitcoin I'm buying right now. And the guy was like, you're on. So we bought one Bitcoin. One. He when it hit 4000 he bought 10 more. When it hit 6000 he bought 100 more. <laughs> so he's got like 200 Bitcoins at the 6000 price. What What is it like? At 12 grand, 14 grand? Like- Fifteen or eighteen. Fifteen, now. eighteen grand. So all he talks about is like, I'm, I'm gonna be a millionaire because I have Bitcoin. And he just cash that in now, though. That's what I keep saying. People are like, no, it's gonna continue to go up. Market corrections okay, happen. Cash man. in the majority of it, then. That's it. <laughs> keep like five. Yeah. If you've got, if you've got a thousand, sell nine hundred of them. Sell nine hundred. Sell eight hundred. Sell the majority of it. Bank that, and then say, okay, whatever happens with the other two thousand, I'm all set. Yeah. It's not like the DFS rule. When I put money into a DFS account, once I'm playing with, if I put in 50 bucks to start, once I get to 100 bucks, I don't care what I bet on until I'm down to 50 bucks again. Yeah. I'll do tournaments and stuff like that, which granted the system counts on me doing, but still. So there's actually, I got an email from FanDuel. You did? They oh, are. I did. I put a lineup in. I know where you're going. <laughs> I got to do mine. They're doing a Bitcoin tournament. Yes. One's free, the other one's $3. Yes, and the freebie, I think, first place gets one Bitcoin. Yeah, that could be... You watch, it'll crash the day after the tournament <laughs> Probably. ends. The day I will, of I will win this tournament. PM. I will be the one out of 300,000 <laughs> people who actually gets a decent lineup in, and it will crash the next day. Because if I won a Bitcoin on this Sunday's tournament, I would absolutely sell it the next day. You Done. have to. Done. I want out. Oh, I'll throw it. The Bitcoin is now $10. Thank yeah, you. I want out. <laughs> I want out. So anyway, 
Okay, moving on, we have, before we're going to get to the, the playoff slate, but first, yep. Craig and I had a major disagreement this week. We did. Which led me to a new segment we're going to call Craig Counter Craig, in which Craig puts out, because I do the majority of the talking here, I get yes, that, Craig's the quiet guy. You're the number guy. I'm, I'm I gotta the, look well, at the screen. I'm the loudmouth is really what it is. <laughs> you know, I'm the, I guess I'm the... There are a couple times I had caught this thing when it stopped recording, so... <laughs> today no no in general oh in general okay yeah i'm sure there's parts where i've been like you know craig has creatively edited me out so um so craig is going to to bring up his points and then i'm going to explain to him why he's wrong so (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna go over that so you do the topic the topic was marvin lewis returning to the Bengals. so let me set this up for you marvin lewis had contract expired at the end of this year obviously the Bengals did not make the playoffs so their contract expired um, his contract expired. And uh, so then all of a sudden he he announces like with two weeks to go, he is not returning. He takes his destiny into his own hands and says, screw it. I know how you people operate. I'm not going to be blown around to the wind. There's going to be six openings in other places. I think I'm a good enough coach to go somewhere else. So I'm going to just put this out on the table now. Well, miraculously, all of a sudden, Cincinnati says, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's start talking extension as soon as the season's over. Let's get you in. And they sign a two-year extension. Right. Craig, Mm -hmm. good thing or bad thing, and why? As of right now, this is a good thing. And why? Because, a few reasons. I've been a Bengal fan for a very long time. Mike Brown is quite possibly the worst owner in the NFL ever. All time. All time, in my opinion. Wow. Worse than Jerry Jones. Art Modell? Um, don't know enough to compare, but I would say yes. He's a man when he moved the team out of Cleveland. Oh, they, that guy. Yeah, they hung a sign over his box that said, home yep. of the proudest coward in Cleveland history, and his box was empty. <laughs> um, sidebar, do you know who the Browns are named after Mike Brown's dad? Yeah, because he, he was the first coach. He was like, frick it. I don't want to spend time thinking about a team name. The, yeah. My team, the there Browns. There you go. Browns. Done. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so he's been there since 2003. Mm-hmm. He did come in because the Bengals were were the period laughing stock of the NFL in the 90s. And for the okay. beginning of 2000, they were awful. They, they were a bad they team. They were yes. awful. Yes. Bad there's injuries, bad playing, whatever. It was just bad. So he came in. They started to win. Mm-hmm. They started to win AFC, AFC championships, AFC North. You, you titles. need to say that because I, I don't remember seeing them in the Super Bowl. So you can't AFC say AFC North AFC North okay. titles. Um, their record in the playoffs, not good. But okay. they consistently got back to the playoffs. Okay. If you have now another thing too to take note is that Mike Brown is also the GM of the Bengals. Correct. He is the one that makes all the decisions. Correct. So if you have a new coach come in, start over again, they're just they're gonna be worse. So it's better, it's like the devil you know kind of thing. So Marvin Lewis stay now this is my own theory. Marvin Lewis gets a two year contract. Okay. He stays there. Mike Brown is in his 80s. Okay. Is he really that old? He's 83, 84. Does he have kids that are going to kind of step in? His kids kids work in the office. I don't know what they do. Well, then they're going to step in, just like John Mara's kids. But here's the thing. 
my own conspiracy theory. He gets his two-year contract because right. hopefully, hopefully, Mike Brown knows he's not. That was not me. <laughs> Oops, wow. Okay. So, so we got to tell folks about that. So Craig's <laughs> phone is plugged in off to the side and apparently some point Siri self-activated based off of voice commands. And when the screen lit up, like the last three minutes of our conversation was on the screen and Siri's about to say, I'm sorry. I don't know what Mike Brown is in his eighties and just go on from there means that's um, funny. That's gold. We're submitting that for so, the podcast awards. All right. <clears throat> so this is my, my theory. Yeah. Mike Brown getting too old to be the GM. Mike Brown says to Marvin Lewis, you've been here since 2003. Okay. In two years, we make you the GM. No. That's my that's my crazy, crazy fan theory. No. That's my theory. Although, and also, too, this for the record, the Bengals are above 500 overall record with Marvin. Not in the playoffs, overall. Um, my biggest issue with him this year was I really think at one point, like around week six, seven, he really should have considered benching Andy Dalton and put in AJ just for to change things up. Okay. All right. So So now I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay. So your premise is beyond is behind the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't know. Right in this situation. And part of the problem is that this guy is the GM and the final word on all player acquisitions, right? Right. Okay. So just for the record, this is the same guy who Which drafted guy? Tyler Eifert, mm-hmm. Drake Kirkpatrick, AJ Green, Jermaine Gresham, Leon Hall, Jonathan Joseph, who we then lost to Houston. Yeah. They didn't resign him. David Pollock, mm-hmm. Carson Palmer, Levi Jones. There's where it gets a little wicky after that. We get to the <laughs> Peter Warwick, Achilles Smith kind of realm. But he's drafted. Smith. He's drafted talented people. Andy Dalton, AJ Green, yep. and I believe and, and Joe Mixon are all draft picks under this regime. This guy who's 80 no, he years did old. He not want Andy Dalton. But he has him. Ultimately, okay, so wait a minute. If he's the ultimate decision maker, if he's the Jerry Jones of the Bengals, Mm -hmm. why is Andy Dalton on the team if he didn't want him? Someone convinced him to do it. Right. So there is some flexibility there, and it's worked out in terms of those kinds of guys. Mm -hmm. So if he's the ultimate decision maker and he's bringing in Eifert, Green, Dalton, Mixon, etc., Mohamed Sanu was a draft pick of theirs before they lost him. He's not a terrible GM. He's not a good GM. He's not building championship rosters, but he's building solid rosters. Mm-hmm. Would you disagree with that statement? Is he not building building a solid roster? Um, he's building a solid roster. It's just he doesn't know how to maintain it. Okay, so let's let's go there next. Okay. So For why example, would you, why would you let three of your veteran offensive linemen go? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. And assume that a rookie is going to be just as good as them. Because your previous draft picks have not been that terrible, I think is the idea. You're right. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just saying I'm going to dispute that 80-year-old Mike Brown, who I agree is a disgrace to the name owner in the NFL, 
is the worst GM in the history of the league. Okay? He, I don't think he is. You drafted John Ross. John Ross was a healthy scratch six times in the last seven weeks. Yes. The one game he was active, he caught like four passes, he fumbled, and we never saw him again. Is that Mike Brown's fault? Um, No, because the Bengals do have a history of taking iffy players. But I don't think he's iffy. I think that's a coaching staff thing. The Although coaching with, staff no, makes with, the decisions about John inactives. Ross, with John Ross, he was hiding an injury. He was hiding an injury, but so, he was not on the injury report on six separate occasions, but listed as a healthy scratch. So six times this year in six, 17 weeks. Now, for people that don't know what we're talking about, what quick, quick yeah. definition, what is, what is a healthy scratch? A healthy scratch is when someone, because you can only suit up so many players for an NFL game, you can have multiple individuals on your roster, but they can only so many can suit up. So the morning of game day, about an hour to an hour and a half beforehand, you have to hand the NFL a list of who's active and who's not so that your opponents know who is eligible to play and who is not. It's a fairness rule. There you go. If you have people and, and you keep more people around because you want, in case there's an injury, to have somebody else to step up. But when you have a pretty healthy team, you can say, okay, this person's inactive without an injury. And you have to disclose whether or not it's injury or not in order to, to, to say whether or not they're going to take the field. So John Ross, six times this year, had no reported injury. So either the Spangles violated the rules by hiding the injury, which again is a coaching staff decision, or... Six times this year, they left their best rookie wide receiver inactive because he fumbled one time in like week four. How is that Mike Brown's fault? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so there's point number one. My first point is that's a Marvin Lewis issue. And Marvin Lewis, okay, number two, Mm -hmm. you have these weapons. Andy Dalton is not a terrible quarterback. With the right coaching, he could be a top 10 quarterback. A.J. Green is easily a top 10 wide receiver. Maybe top five, you can make the argument. Tyler Eifert has been battling injury, but when he's healthy, top five wide receiver. Joe Mixon in the last three weeks, top 10 wide receiver. I'm sorry, running back, easily. And yet, this team continues to struggle. But Mike Brown isn't calling plays. How is that a Mike Brown issue? That isn't. Well, they did fire their offensive coordinator midseason. And now you get to the crux of my argument. You brought back a lame duck coach because he's been there for 14 years. And we blame Mike Brown because he's a bad owner. And he is. He's all about the bottom line. What's going to make me money? And that's why offensive linemen get to go is because offensive linemen don't bring people. No one is putting an offensive lineman on a banner on the side of their stadium saying, buy your 2018 season tickets right now. That's true. But then when your quarterback gets sacked 20 times, right, it's not the quarterback's fault most of the time. Right. I agree with that, too. So I, I see your point about him being a bad owner. But I'm saying is there are guys out there who are a better fit for what you have right now than Marvin Lewis. And you had an opportunity because we all know he won't, they won't fire him because they're not going to pay somebody to sit at home. They refuse to. Okay. There are better people. There are better places and better people. I'm going to say it. And it's only because I've had a beer already. Jeff Fisher is desperate. Here's the thing though, with Mike Brown being the GM, right? You're not going to get a top tier coach 
You're not going to pay a top tier coach, but Mike, because they're guys like Jeff Fisher's they need, desperate. They, they need complete control of the team, and they're not going to get that. I think Jeff Fisher's desperate enough that he'd be Dave willing to Dave Shula just come in. was the coach of the Bengals? Because his last name was Shula. Yeah, and he had nothing to do with the player part of it. <laughs> right, but I think a guy like Jeff Fisher, who's been sitting at home and expected the phone to be ringing off the hook and hasn't, maybe he'll wind up in New York. Would be willing to come in No, because I think in a New York situation he would want control. But I think if you said to him, "You want to co- coach the Cincinnati? Look at my weapons. Look at the people I just listed, and you can coach these people." And I'll give you like two year two year contract. Get us into the playoffs by year two. Get us eleven wins and play year two. Get us a bye. Get us into the AFC Championship game. I think Jeff Fisher would do it because Jeff Fisher's desperate for some redemption, particularly after what happened with the Rams. By the way, he took credit for that Rams roster. By the way, he said they're doing pretty good with the guys he drafted. Well, that's fantastic. Was he the coach of the Oilers? At one no, point, yes, Titans. he was the or... Titans. It might have been the coach when they moved. He might have been both. Speaking of, you know what this is the anniversary of? What's that? Was oh, this the, the Music City Miracle? Uh, yeah, this is the anniversary of uh, Frank Reich. Oh, the Music stepping City out, Letdown. Stepping out to the field and uh, leading the Bills to an amazing comeback over wow. the Oilers. Well, don't change the subject. But that is why yeah. I oppose the Marvin Lewis percentage. Because Marvin Lewis is a good coach. But what they have right now does not fit his style. And they need a change of pace. And your argument is, well, he's not going to bring in a decent coach to replace him. I don't know that that's true with the desperation that some coaches out there. I think you could actually find that. That's why I was like, that's why I was so vehemently like fighting you on this on on text (laughs) messages last night. I'm like, I understand your argument. Mike Brown is a bad owner, but he still managed to put together a decent offensive unit. And Marvin Lewis being a defensive minded coach doesn't seem to be able to do anything with it. Right. So then they need a better offensive coordinator. See, I think they need an offensive coach. I think you need, you know, I'm going to drop a name. You need Charlie Weiss in there. Another guy who would do it for nothing because he's desperate for redemption at the NFL Where level. Is he? He's an offensive coordinator in college somewhere, like high level uh, college, well, like Wisconsin or something. Gonna, really, people really aren't going to leave college jobs. Oh, he wants another shot. You think so? Oh, yeah. What was the last NFL team he coached? The Patriots. I don't think he went straight to college. Remember, he was going to be a head coach. He was going to turn around Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame lost to UConn and oh, like quadruple overtime, yeah. and that was the end of him. Yeah. Yep, you know? Yep. So the biggest biggest win in UConn history right there. <laughs> so all right, so that's Craig point uh that's Craig counter Craig for you. We'll put that up on Twitter, like Friday or Saturday, we'll put it up. Who is right? Is Craig right that signing him and bringing him back because the devil you know is better than the crappy guy they would get to replace him? Or is Britt right because the pieces are in place and a better coach could do better things? Well, I don't say better coach, that's wrong. A different coach could do better things with the pieces in place. We'll put it up on Twitter on Saturday after folks have a chance to happens. see what happens. So, And we're not going to do that every week, but once in a great while, particularly in a week where um, there's there's a total of four games this week, folks. Four? Four. That's sad. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. There's still DFS pools running. There is. But, I mean, this is lot. like the definition of short slate. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. So um, Your team's playing. My team is playing. My team is hosting Tennessee and is a seven-point favorite. Oh, they're hosting Tennessee? Yes. Oh. Well, we're the four seed. We're the four seed. So we won our division, which is one of, the, I think, the flaws of the system is that, you know, automatically division winners are hosting that first round. And that's impressive because your Chiefs went one and six in the middle of the season. One of the, yeah, but they, they, they righted the ship. The big thing with the Kansas City Chiefs, you must build your game plan around Kareem Hunt. When you don't get Kareem Hunt active, you lose. 
He came out of the gate red hot. They started to say, oh, Alex Smith is an MVP candidate. We need to start making Alex throw the ball. Alex is going to throw the ball to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and, you know, so you get these, you know, fantasy scores, 26, 35, 6, 11, 8, 4. And all of a sudden you're like, these Chiefs are losing all these games. That's what happened. I mean, Kareem Hunt, in, in theory, is one of my contenders for rookie of the year. I don't think he'll win it. I don't in the AFC. And we'll have an episode yeah. on, on the rookie of the year kind of stuff um, at some point. But, you know, I you know I, I think Kansas City should win this How week. How did the but, Titans get into the playoffs? Um, because they play in a terrible division. They are the worst nine-win team I've ever seen. <laughs> Without a doubt, the worst yeah, nine-win team. What else is in their division? Uh, what are they, AFC South? Yeah. Uh, if they're AFC South and it's Houston, them. Yep. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. They won their division. And Indianapolis. Oh, that's right. Indy's in the AFC South for some reason that does not make any sense. No. Like when Kansas City was in, or not Kansas City. Um, oh, God. Who was Arizona was in the NFC East. Oh, yeah. Remember way back in the day, NFC yep. East had included Arizona. Like, what are you talking about? It's three Why? time zones away. <laughs> you have to fly over six <laughs> NFC teams to get there. <laughs> That was the crazy part. So, all right, so let's talk about this weekend slate. So, who's playing who? I have no idea. Who we got? People are playing people. Well, Jacksonville is hosting Buffalo. Let's start there. Um, and you're welcome, Buffalo fans. Yes, yeah, seriously. That Andy Dalton saves the day. Saves I was day. too busy drinking at two roads to pay any attention. I Monday morning, I wake up and I was surprisingly not hungover, and I was like man, I should check my pools and everything. And I won this week on on uh, DFS, $2.80. Nice. nice. I wagered like 25 and I woke up with 28 or 27.80. I won $2.80. So I call that a break even in my mind, but that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, but I'm looking at the scores and I'm like, what? Buffalo, what? Yeah. The Ravens, what? So the Buffalo, uh, the Buffalo Bills are going to send the Bengals uh, Buffalo Wings. Oh, and, you, did you see what's going on with the Andy? Yeah. And a lot of people are donating to Andy Dalton's uh, charity. Yeah, I was just going to say, have you seen the donations flowing in? <laughs> yeah. Because you have to track that stuff for federal regulation, but like the New York donations have spiked like 400%, like some really? obscene number. <laughs> like, like, it's like the first ob- time. Um, has it? No, it's been longer since that game. It's been 17 years since It has the been Bills 18 years. It was 1999, the last time the Buffalo Bills were in the playoff. Now, my father in law is a Buffalo Bills fan really? for reasons he will never explain. I don't know why he's That's a Bills right. fan. Um, and he doesn't follow them. He relies on me for his Buffalo Bills stuff. He'll come to me and go, <laughs> how are the Bills doing? He just he just doesn't he doesn't follow football. Yeah. But he's curious. Now, if I call him tomorrow and go, hey, Dad, congratulations. The Bills are in a playoff. Really? Is that game going to be on TV? Because I'll <laughs> watch it. He will absolutely watch it. But, you know, it, he's not. He, he, he came over for Christmas. He goes, how are my Bills? <laughs> you know, so anyway. All right, so Jacksonville hosting Buffalo. Yep. Who you got? I hope that's um, the right game. I should you know, it depends. Because there's always there's always the mystery of Blake Bortles. The Blake Bortles mystery. It was my Tony Sincata impression. Blake Bortles. Everybody loves Blake Bortles. I love Blake Bortles. Sometimes you get the good Blake Bortles. Sometimes you get the bad Blake There's Bortles. no bad Blake Bortles. Every Blake but Bortles is a good Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is 7,600, so he's right. not... Because he's underrated. He's not as expensive as four other people. Jaguar team won 10 games, and seven of those were directly due to Blake Bortles. 
Blake Bortles right in the middle of the road because Tyrod Taylor is sixty nine hundred. So, yeah, I gotta pull up my lineups. Um, I did fantasy, I did Fanduel, and I did um, which call it DraftKings this week. I have one lineup on each, and I am not using Blake Bortles in either. I am using Alex Smith. Um, because I think in both, because I think the chiefs are going to have a big game, but before let's, before we get to the DFS, just really quick, let's pick, let's just do the picks. Okay. Okay. So winners, straight up winners. Yep. Let's go right down the list. All right. So first game is Titans at chiefs, uh, nine and seven Titans at 10 and six chiefs, 30 seconds winner. And why? Uh, the chiefs, because they're playing at home and I really don't think the Titans are that good. The chiefs have not been good at home in the playoffs the last couple years, but I agree the Titans are really bad, and I think you don't have to par- you don't have to pressure Mariota. You just have to wait for him to make a mistake. You have to be ready for him to make a mistake. And we have this guy named Marcus Peters, who, as long as he can keep himself from being ejected or thinking he's ejected or throwing socks, which makes him think he's ejected, he <laughs> then he'll be fine. So we're both gonna go with the Chiefs. Then we got the other Saturday game is the ten and six Falcons at eleven and five Rams. Ooh. Can they're I just tell at, you, by the way, that most in L.A. in L.A. most prognosticators are like, I don't know what to make of the NFC. Any of these guys could make it. So what? Ten and six Falcons at eleven could. and five Rams. Uh, uh, the I'm going to say the Rams are a six and a half point favorite, by the way. I mean, the Falcons have something to prove, but I think the Rams offense is is much more explosive. The Falcon defense is so porous. Yeah. So like once the Rams get going, it's hard to stop them. This game has a potential of being a 51-50 final. Um, yes. But I'm going to go Rams, and I think because the Rams defense is going to be able to control the Falcons, I'm going to go like 45-21. Okay. Bills at Jaguars. I'm going Jags. Uh, you win championships with defense. And, uh, and the Bills are the last rushing defense in the league. They last. Are. So, are. okay. Then there, the other af- other side of the NFC is two 11-5 teams, Panthers at Saints. That's going to be a good game. I'm just going to go with Saints. You're in New Orleans. You're in New Orleans. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's healthy. Drew's going to throw a lot. He doesn't have to worry about weather. Just... I, so I so here's one of, so one of the following two things is true. Yep. In my opinion, either Cam has an amazing five-touchdown game and pulls off an upset, Yep. Or New Orleans wins. And if Cam is an amazing week, then he's an amazing DFS play. But I don't think he's going to have an amazing week. So, Okay, so there. So we both went Chiefs. We both went Rams. We both went Jags. And we both went Saints. Yeah. So there it is on record because I won't remember next week when we sit down to talk about the next round, whether or not we got any of these rights. So we'll talk about those next week. Okay, so moving on. Let's talk about DFS. All right. And now we're on to our lineup. So we just talked about quarterback. You like Blake Bortles? I do, because he's right in the middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, he's decent value. I mean, are you pairing him or are you stacking? Uh, I'm stacking him with Cole, because Cole is cheap. And he's been pretty active. Been but pretty Hearns consistent. is going to be back this week. Who? Alan Hearns, back from the dead. Is he? Yep. He is not on the injury report as of today. I don't know. Well, Marquez Lee report. is still on the injury report. So okay, so I like Alex Smith. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with him primarily in my pools because I think Tennessee is gonna give up a ton of yards. Yes. So, um, let's talk about running backs. Who do you like at the running back? Um, I have to go with Kamara as my first. Of course, choice. you do. Have to. He's eighty one hundred though, isn't he? He is expensive, but I'm trying to spend big on um, 
big out in running back. That's that's I mean DraftKings, he's too expensive. I went with Ingram because he's sixty nine hundred. But here's the thing: Carolina is the third, gives up the third fewest points to running backs in the league. So yes. you gotta be careful there. That's I went, true, but Kamara also catches. Right. I went with Ingram and McCoy. Okay. Um, because Jacksonville's actually been really bad against the run lately. They're twenty third in the league in fantasy points. Really? Yep. And uh, against just against the run, and right. uh, McCoy's only seventy five hundred, but he's questionable, so I may have to swap him out. Okay. But those are the two I went with on DraftKings. On FanDuel, I like Coleman and Hunt. Yes, you heard me right, Coleman from Atlanta, <laughs> because um, Devonte has been resting. And they ha- list him as questionable for rest purposes, but he, I think he might be nursing, nursing something, and I don't think they'll hesitate to go to Tevin Coleman, and he's decent, so I'm loving him too. I like, I like a little bit of Coleman too. What do you like in the wideout range? Uh, so wideouts, I went with Cole because I went. Because you want to stack? Yep. Uh, Cooper Cup and Muhammad Sanu. I do like Sanu this week. I have Sanu in a few lineups too. Um, who was the guy in the middle? Cup, because I can't afford Robert Woods. And that's the thing: Cooper Cup is going to be either amazing or terrible. Yeah. That's a real nice tournament play. This lineup is sounding to me like I would drop it into a dollar tournament as well, just because. Or the I don't free know. Bitcoin tournament. Or the free, free <laughs> Bitcoin tournament is. Is this your Bitcoin lineup? It is. Have you dropped this? Are you planning on using this in cash? Possibly. I don't. Know okay, yet. just curious. Um, on my end, I've got all right. So I went extremely. Um, cheap. Okay. On my FanDuel wideouts, I went with Tyreek Hill to pair him with Alex Smith. All right. But then I went with Ted Ginn. Okay. And Mohamed Sanu. I went with the the speedster options in those two teams because I think they could have big days. Same thing over on DraftKings. So my DraftKings lineup was Alex Smith, Mark Ingram, and Lashawn McCoy. Well, that is a lot of salary right there. That's a lot of money. That's almost forty percent of my salary in one shot. So my wideouts there are Tyreek Hill. I'm going with D.D. Westbrook. Okay. Because even with Hearns back, I think he's going to have a big role. I think they're going to try to push the three wideout stuff. And I went with Albert Wilson because he's only 3,300 on DraftKings. And I just have a feeling. This is just a gut check. I would not (laughs) recommend using Albert Wilson. And he is also listed as questionable. He's got a hamstring issue. I've just got a gut feeling he might be in play. Tight end. I'm just going to go on tight end right now because, you know, I'm starting Alex Smith. So I got to be starting Travis yeah, Kelsey. I also went with Travis. I mean, I I, I mean, I spent down at wideout so I could spend. My, I went crazy at wideout and did use people like Albert Wilson, so I could afford Travis Kelsey at tight end. Yep. If they're gonna win this game, they're gonna win this game on the back of Travis Kelsey. Um, the Tennessee, according to DraftKings, is twenty first in the league against tight ends, and Travis is averaging sixteen points a game. So we'll see what happens. Oh, I should mention too. By the way, I did not yep. do a metric run this week because no, two of my uh, two of my three uh, professionals that I kind of take information from before I make my decisions um, did not do playoff lineups. No, it's so, hard to do. It's hard to do lineups. It's, it's hard to do the first week and the last week of the NFL. Oh, sure, absolutely. So this is so they did not do. So uh, so we all have Kelsey. We have Kelsey across yep. the board. Okay, flex. I like Tevin Coleman, um, and defense. I like the Chiefs. They're a cheaper option. I like the Jaguars where I can afford them. So my FanDuel lineup. Um, I'm, I, I have um, the Jaguars as my defense and right. Butler as my kicker. Okay, so 
I'm always so I learned this or trick by the way. Her. I learned this trick by listening to to, to the uh, Sirius XM fantasy thing. You remember how we, there's the the rule in FanDuel and and uh, DraftKings about giving out lineups. You can't give out a lineup. Right. Remember we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if you give out all but one or two players, yep, it's not considered giving a lineup. That's awesome because I didn't tell you my second running back. Great, <laughs> great. So technically your lineup is legal. So I'm just going to tell you that because I used Smith, Coleman, Hunt, Hill, Ginn, and Sanu, and then Kelsey at tight end. Yeah. That left me a lot more money than I thought I would have okay. for kicker and defense, and I paid up at those positions. That's all I'm going to say right. is that left me. I can actually tell you how much salary it left me. Oh, it's not going to let me tell you. Come on, man. No. Oh. Come on, man. You broke it. Um, It left me over $10,000 on FanDuel. Wow, you can get a lot of uh, a lot of kicker and a lot, a lot of stuff of, for that. Yeah, exactly. So I was able to pick the guys I think are have really solid matchups in both kicker and defense there. So, uh, so, you know, I can say that and then that way I don't have, I'm not violating any terms or policies. And you know what? The bottom line is you can pick your own kicker and defense anyway, because they're kickers and defenses. They're, they may make or break. Yeah, I would just say, um, try to pick up or use kickers that are indoors. Oh my God. How many games are indoors? Can I say this? (laughs) Can I say that I might've, I can't. I can't. I cannot describe. I cannot disclose whether or not I might have used an indoor kicker because <laughs> you don't want to really start a kicker who's kicking in. Oh, I don't know, Buffalo in the middle of January. Well, where are the games? So the games are in New Orleans, L.A., yep. Kansas City, and Jacksonville. Kansas City is a potential weather site. Yep. L.A. No. Kansas. No. Uh, New Orleans. No. Jacksonville has been cold. It is. It did snow in Florida. It did snow in Florida, and Jacksonville was in like that ice warning this week. So, that, so I would say, you know, weather wise, you're really, really worried about Casey and Jacksonville, if anywhere. So, so let's 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 segue that. So that's what we're looking right. at DFS. Let's talk really quick before we sign off about yeah. the um, implied team totals. Okay. So here we go. And here's your hint. All right. We just talked about teams that have warmer weather slash indoor games. Who do you think leads the top two in terms of implied team totals this week? Um, the Rams. The Rams are number two. Their implied total is 27 and a half. Okay. And I'm going to go with uh, New Orleans. New Orleans, 27.75. So the, the rest of the top four, so the top half, are Chiefs at 26.5 and then Jacksonville at 24.25. Okay. Atlanta is scheduled or anticipated to score 21 points and lose to New Orleans 27 to 21 or 28 to 21. And after that, that's where it drops off. So I'm really focusing. If I'm not worried about stacking or I want to, if I'm having trouble deciding who to use, I'm looking at those top three games because they're all 25 points or more. I'm looking at KC, LA, and New Orleans for my DFS lineups this week. Period. Not bad. Period. I mean, I I am gonna try to find a way to stack, and this is crazy that I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna try to find a way to stack Breeze, Ingram, and Kamara. Then you're gonna have no one at receiver. Yeah, and then my <laughs> receivers are gonna be Craig and me. 
And know? Hearns, because he doesn't have any salary. And Hearns, because he's got <laughs> his, his he salary is 3300 So, but yes, I, I'm, I'm looking at trying to do that. So, so anyway, um, well, we got uh, like two minutes left here, Craig. Final thoughts on the wild card weekend. We're really approaching the end of the year. We are. It went by so quick. It's <laughs> quick for I you. I feel like we just started this. In July. July. It has been six months we've is, been doing this. I don't know. Between uh, between the brewery and our uh, local neighborhood uh, parade day, that's when this all this came to be. Yeah, I mean, this this all started at Two Roads Brewery with us sitting around having a beer and just writing down who we thought was going to be good. And that's one of the things I think we're going to do after the Super Bowl. We're going to go back and pull the <laughs> just tapes. drink. <laughs> well, that too. We're going to pull the tapes on like episodes one through six and look at our projections and see who did great and who did not and start talking about next year. Do you ready for this? Here's yep. where I want to go with this before we sign the off. XFL. No. Oh. Draft.com. Who we did two best ball teams in. By the That's way, both right. our best ball teams finished fourth. Damn it! And the top three get paid. Of so we course. missed the money on both. But man, do we have uh, that best ball leagues? If you have not done it and you don't know what a best ball league is, best ball is draft only. You sit down before week one at some point and you draft a team, and it tells you what your parameters are. You can have this many quarterbacks, this many running backs, etc. You set no lineups. There is no ad drops. There is no head to head. Nope, as is every week a computer goes in after the games are played and said, this was your best quarterback, you would have started him. And you automatically start your optimal lineup every single week. Yep. And over the course of the season, can you outlast your opponents? Yep. Well, the answer is no if you draft people like John Ross and, and Danny uh, Woodhead. Well, Zeke, yeah, Zeke, yeah, that Zeke killed us. Killed us. If Zeke's it. suspension had, had, had not hit, we would have absolutely finished in the money. Oh, really yeah. out by like 60 points. Oh, that yeah, definitely. By 60 we, points. We could have won. Yeah, we could have outright won the league if Zeke had been healthy the whole year. But no. Yeah, well, but he was no. healthy. Well, yeah. I mean, we played the whole year. <laughs> that's right. So here's what I'm saying. Draft King, uh, Draft Kings. Draft.com has already launched their 2018 best ball drafts. You really? can draft right now. You and I could go off the air right now and draft a best ball team for next year. Really? Yep. In their eternal quest to own some of the market, they wow. have already launched best ball drafts for 2018. That's crazy. We don't know who's going to be where. Guys, you pick up. And again, you can't make roster moves in this format. No. Are there rookies or no? No, it's only existing NFL players. So basically, you're foregoing every single person who could potentially be drafted. Huh. But I mean, think about that. So does Adrian Peterson go? Uh, we also did that at another local... Hops Company. We haven't been there in a while. We need to go to Hops uh, Company. It's better when it's warm out. I mean, we could it go is. there when it doesn't matter. We just don't go outside. We should go there for the playoff game. Oh wait, no. We have we have a God. We're alcoholics. We have to go to. A, <laughs> How do you think we get through life? We go. We have to go to a distillery tasting on Saturday. I just realized <laughs> that. that. Yeah. By the way, can I just? I'm all right. I know we got extra minutes. And here we go. Brits. Brits had two beers. Now he's ranting. Here, let me tell you what uh. I think. <laughs> yeah, there's another segment. You know, we had who's that guy? We had burning wow. questions. Now we're going to let me tell you what rails. I think. No, no, this is this is football related. Okay. So I had a group on to go visit a local distillery just because I've never seen a distillery. And Craig and I are going with a group of guys and you had to book the time. So three weeks ago, yep. I booked us before this group on expired for this Saturday at 5 p.m. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be snowing. <laughs> oh, no, it's not supposed to be snowing. It's supposed to be really cold, though. 
be really cold. Hopefully, we get some salad. This place supposedly makes a maple whiskey, by the way. I don't want to use their yes. name on the air yet until we know if they're going to sponsor us or not, because that's a mistake. Yes, I made they with do. Two roads. They make a maple whiskey, and I'm very curious as to how maple whiskey... I didn't like Canadian maple whiskey. I can't remember who makes it. Seven, uh, Crown? Probably. Crown makes a, a, um, a maple whiskey that I did not care for, so I'm kind of hopeful this one's better. All right, anyway. So what comes out Sunday night at like 7 o'clock? Chiefs what? playoff game, 4.30 Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so on our way over there, we get to listen to 30. I get to put in earbuds and be rude to our other guests so I can listen to the first like 20 minutes of the well, Chiefs I, game. I assume I'm driving. Let's put it on the radio. Yeah, that's no, no, we don't want to punish the ladies. I mean, both our wives are coming to this. There's no reason to punish them. I don't know if mine is. What? Do you, what? <laughs> well, that would be a problem because I already bought a ticket. So I need to know that. We'll talk about that off the air. <laughs> but I'm like, oh. Freaking NFL doesn't schedule it. It waits to see who's in and who's out before it announces their schedule. Yep. I booked this three weeks ago. Yeah. You could sell it. Just auction it off. I could. I probably make money on it, honestly. But no, I really kind of want to go to the distillery. So, but I think maybe oh, maybe we should do right. that. Maybe for one of the playoffs. Maybe next week for Divisional Sunday. If we can, if Craig, well, the Craig's got to check his work schedule. We could check into the hops company and sit in front of the fireplace and uh, yeah, or, or the week after. Or you know what else we could do is the the new beer gardens opening downtown. That's right. Yeah, Harlan House is supposed to be opening downtown, so maybe we check in there and we have Bavarian pretzels. Have you looked at their menu, by the way? I have not. You need to go on Facebook and look at the Harlan House menu. It is my wife is already drooling. Huh, they have multiple kinds of bratwurst. That's there's nothing wrong with that. They're, well, if you like bratwurst, and I don't. Armor hot dogs. So, sorry. What kind of kids like <laughs> armor hot dogs? I'm doing that totally wrong. So anyway. All right. Let's call it here because I am so babbling and I'm off on distilleries and NFL scheduling. Okay, armor hot dogs. And, and armor hot dogs. Um, we will call it here. Um, so we will see you guys next week. We will be around for a couple more weeks. I'm going to say we're I'm going to promise us through the Super Bowl. Beyond that, I don't know what we'll do. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, if you have ideas. Yeah, I mean, we've got some ideas from some of our, our I mean, folks. unless the XFL starts again. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing XFL stuff. <laughs> Craig really wants to, but I'm not doing it. But in the meantime, enjoy the playoffs this weekend. Um, stay if you're in if you're anywhere in America that's under 32 degrees, which from what I understand on New Year's Eve was like 90 percent of America. Please stay warm and stay safe. Enjoy the playoff games and we will see you next week. I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts podcast. Thank <laughs> you.